Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This is episode 95, we are recording on the 14th of December and it's all rush, rush, rush this week. The game week 13 deadline is less than 24 hours away so this time tomorrow evening we'll all be probably crying ourselves to sleep as as per usual but uh yeah it's all quickly coming at us now christmas is just around the corner silly season has uh has begun and uh yeah we're going to hit you with some game week 13 preview a bit of a reaction to game week 12 and we're also going to look ahead to game week 14 because uh yeah we're not doing another fucking episode after to after wednesday night so uh yeah i hope you enjoy it but before i can continue allow me to introduce a man who who has recently just joined the Big Boys Club. My podcast partner in crime, Seamus. It's been a pretty momentous week for you. How are you getting on, my friend? Yeah, yeah, it's been a momentous week. My first red arrow in six, I think. Seven. Unlucky, that's what, I assume that's what you're alluding to. What else? This is an yeah. FPL podcast. What else could we possibly be talking about? Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, no, uh, I have actually being a bad content creator I, I don't even know i should call myself a content creator i struggle to say the words but a bad podcast partner anyway this week because i've watched very little football because i've been busy with irl stuff in real life i have uh bought my first home so i'm a homeowner boom congratulations buddy yeah so yeah that's kind of taken up a lot of my weekend so i've seen the grand total of one and a half games of this week's games I think you're allowed. I think you're allowed. Uh, you know, when there's a big, massive, you know, milestone moment in your life, uh, you're allowed to miss a bit of football, especially you know. The oh no, wait! I was going to say especially the Man United derby, but that was probably the one match That's you the fucking one watched. Game. <laughs> that was the one game I watched, and it was the worst, probably one of the worst games of the season. Um, could not believe how Pep did not really want to attack United. Um, I guess I can see how he was like, well, the last time we did this last season, they just counterattacked us. And the last couple of times, they just counterattacked us. I think we beat them three times out of four last season. Yeah. So he didn't want to play into that, but show a little attacking intervention. You know, uh, United, last few games have been poor. They were just on the back of uh, a defeat. You've been knocked out of the Champions League. It was really there for them. And yeah, yeah it was just a dull, dull game. But let's not start the podcast on that shit, because uh, if like that was that's literally like kind of go away from me material for FPL in regards, yeah. even for especially for Man United fans, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, more specifically, game week twelve, how did that go for you? Um, house house buying aside, uh, yeah, it wasn't actually a great game. I got bailed out of it in the very last game of the the game week. Uh, the Leicester game really pulled me up, so I ended up with fifty one points minus four, so that's forty seven. Uh, game week rank of 4.1 million uh, a red arrow of about just under 300,000 places so I was just outside 1 million I'd had what did I say 6 consecutive green arrows 1, 2, I did 7 consecutive green arrows and this is my first red so I'd gone from 3 million down to just outside 1 million I was hoping to break into the, the 6 digits this week but it's uh, yeah, dropped, dropped down about 300k um, mm. my points came from yeah, Bruno and Fernandez got cancelled out in that match I was telling you about. Grealish did nothing. My midfield did nothing at all. Um, major downside, captained Mane. So if you were listening to last week's pod, it was all about bringing in Salah. Yeah, and, let's rewind, uh, actually. For a minus what's, four. 
What's uh like as you said all last week everything all anyone could talk about was Mohamed Salah and what could you do to bring him into your team? But you said, here's the script out the window. I'm gonna do my own thing, and you got in Mane. Talk us through that actually, because that's yeah, I, uh, I can, I can. Uh, <laughs> you fucking better. Well, the that's twice decision... this season. I would like to just point oh, out that yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Mane over Salah. I put but my balls, on. I put my balls in the chopping block twice this season. We're going for him. Um, well, look, I thought this week the midweek game. So Klopp has a lot to answer for this move because he started <laughs> Salah in a dead rubber game, not only playing him and starting him but keeping him on the entire duration of the match. Not 90 minutes. It ended up being 98 minutes or 99 minutes, I believe, in a dead rubber, meaningless game in, in the Champions League against Mithyland, or whatever you pronounce your name. And, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, look, that means he's definitely going to get reduced minutes at the weekend. The way their games are coming up, they had... Um, who did they just play? Fulham on the Sunday... Then they had a Wednesday game against Spurs, which is always going to be their priority because that's kind of a top-of-the-table clash, so to speak. And then they had Crystal Palace on a Saturday morning game um, next Saturday, where there's only like two-day turnaround time, uh, two I days guess. rest. I so I was like, it's definitely going to be rested in one of these games, yeah. in my own head. But now, isn't Mane also going to be rested in one of them? I know he's already been rested, so you knew I don't, Fulham. I, honest, I honestly don't think he would be rested. That's the whole point, because he played. he was rested last Wednesday. Whereas okay. there's no way Salah is going to play four. Uh, he could play three. Um, and he's played two now. I always yeah. knew. So I thought this would be the game he'd get taken off. At. And especially with Jota there. Now, it turns out, and this came out and emerged on the Friday, that Jota had a bit of a knock. And I was like, oh, a bit of a knock. What does that mean? Um, I'd already decided that, you know, there was no talk of him being out. But then it emerged Saturday after the deadline that he's going to be out for he's not he's not even going to make the game so i thought yeah. a bit of a knock okay so maybe he won't start maybe he'll get some minutes maybe he will start maybe it's only a bit of a knock but no this was a knock that's going to root him out for weeks was this like, prior to you making the move to Salah? or to all Manny? i knew yeah i knew he had a bit of a knock but that's all it was a bit of a knock like he didn't have a flag or anything like that i was like yeah. okay there's no mention of him being out of the squad if i'd heard there and then he was out of the squad Salah in okay even with the thought of him getting reduced minutes, just to protect myself, knowing how highly owned he'd be. But I thought, okay, Salah, even if he does start, he'll definitely start on Spurs, okay? Um, he will get reduced minutes. He'll come off 65 minutes or so, maybe 70 minutes against Fulham, especially if there are a few goals up. And uh, I just was like, people are going to forget how good Mane actually is as a player. Like, he hasn't turned into a bad player. I looked at the stats, and their non-penalty XG and XA and XGI goal involvement like are, are pretty much identical or at least they were before this game hadn't uh, scored it, in six premier league games though hadn't scored but like i thought yeah i know but i thought he was going to like not going to finish the season on four goals and he's going to get goals again and people are going to go oh yeah remember mané he was good yeah, so my whole well, thing was um basically i thought mané i was only going to captain the player for one game week of the next three and that was this game yeah and then i was happy not going to captain anyone against spurs and then if i knew if salah did play these next two games there was an increased chance especially with only two days off that he would be rested against crystal palace next saturday i thought manny having had a rest could be okay so i thought look manny will probably start all three salah probably only start two and he could be rested so look one week punt i'll put it on here the only thing to worry about once again really penalties and i think it showed actually in the performance salah was very lethargic. I only saw the second. That was the other game I saw half of. I saw the second half of that game, but Salah looked like he was doing nothing. 
So and you would have lucky. seen the fact that he was about to get subbed off before the penalty? Yeah, yeah, it was lucky. lucky <laughs> he could have been off the pitch before, before Curtis Jones was pulled down and then, like, what a stupid fucking penalty to give away. But look, there's a few of those this season, very soft. But probably by the way the penalty's been given this season, probably yeah. it's a penalty. Like, it hits his elbow. He's, it's not like hey, we're not going to get into whether it was a penalty or not. It is okay, penalty. Yeah, it yeah. was a penalty. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, I can completely... Get, yeah, it is a little... I think... I was definitely feeling like a little like I got off, uh, you know, I got away with it a little bit. He scored his goal and now he's coming off, especially once you heard that, you know, he was on uh, the fringes of being replaced anyway. So you're like, oh, OK, fuck. Yeah. Got away with it a little bit. Uh, my week wasn't too bad either. I got uh, a green arrow, so I can't complain. I've dropped, I've jumped up another 100K and uh, I've got myself into the top. What is it? Two nine six. So I'm ta- I'm in the three hundred k mark now. Sixty seven week overall rank for me, and uh, yeah, Captain Salah. As we kind of mentioned, I had Suchek. He's been delivering the goods. Uh, Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Son, Target got me a clean sheet, and Justin with a, a big haul. You would have got a lot of that Leicester points as well. So I suppose yeah. the saving grace, just to go back to your own team for a second, Seamus, is that. Uh, you, your, your big decision this week, which paid off, uh, was keeping Verdi. You did yeah. say it last week. You said home match against Brighton, really plum fixture for him to deliver. It's not like he's been, you know, delivering two point returns and stuff. He has been producing some uh, attacking returns. Maybe not the stuff you would have wanted against the likes of Fulham, but we saw what Fulham did to Liverpool. And, yeah. you know, the City match wasn't exactly a walkover for them either. So, uh, yeah, um, you were. Delighted, I'd say, I'd say, to see him coming away with two assists and a goal. That's the thing, yeah. We, ha- we have to recognise that Fulham probably isn't as easy a fixture right now at this very moment as it was at the start of the season. They've kind of got their act together and they've kind of got a bit of momentum. So that played out in the Liverpool game. Liverpool were very lucky to get anything against Fulham. Once they got the lead, they looked like they were going to keep it. Um, but yeah, I, I said that Vardy, selling Vardy this week, which a lot of people did to get Matt, excuse me, Salah, was um was a big risk. I didn't want to do it. I had to sacrifice Calvert Lewin to do it. Now Calvert Lewin got five, but Vardy got thirteen, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to have him again against um against Everton this week. Although Everton really showed up against Chelsea, and I wasn't expecting that. They they kept the, their first clean sheet possibly of the season. No, it's they kept one against Spurs. Entirely fair to compare Calvert Lewin to Vardy. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, but there is a price difference for that very reason. Um. You know, Vardy is a lot more uh, established, um, and that's why he's more expensive. But yeah, you're going to be happy, obviously, with the upcoming fixtures for Leicester. Are you? Let me say this now. I haven't said this to you off air, but I'm looking at this your team, and I'm thinking, okay, well, he's got Vardy in there. Vardy's going to stay in for a little bit of a a little bit of a while, and then the Spurs fixtures change in what's it? Two game week sixteen. And become ridiculously appetizing. You have no Spurs coverage, so I assume Vardy sits there until you move him to Kane. Uh, no, actually, Vardy is probably going to become Son. I would think that's impossible. Um, yeah, no, um, you, you kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay, so who do you get rid of? So Grealish? No, oh, I'm getting rid of Vardy. Um, Vardy, be, well, I'm not keeping him for. No, but I mean, of, of your first gamer. Yeah, but so, like, I'm keeping Vardy for this game week in game week 13, okay, yeah. against Everton at home, all right, even though he hasn't been great at home. Uh, then he's got Spurs away, who have been very tight this season, and then he's got, uh, and Leicester have been really up and down. Like, they they were absolutely useless. They were brilliant against Man City and useless against 
uh, Liverpool. So I don't know what kind of team are going to come out against them. And I kind of sick of having so many players, so I'm going to start coming off them. But I didn't want to get rid of Vardy because before he got some points, I knew he had more points in him. And I think he'll have some against Everton because defensively they have been poor. So let's see if they can keep it up after keeping Chelsea out. Yeah. But I'll get rid of him uh, in game week. Uh, the plan is in game week 15. And uh, I'll use that money to upgrade um, in midfield uh, somewhere. So I'm go- he's going to become, I'm going to try and go 4 4 2. And ultimately, yeah, I'm going to try and get Sun back in, I think, for maybe Grealish in that spell. I think I gave you the play, Seamus. I gave you yeah. the play to make. And Yeah, um, I mean, if I can get my if I can get my fifth mid, um, I don't think I can. Stevens is my fifth mid. If I can get my fifth mid to him, that'd be ideal. Um, but that's that's crazy. And I also probably want to make Mane to Salah in a few weeks as well. So, yeah, Vardy to... Actually, you know what? You put the idea in my head. Vardy to Kane probably is just the easier way to do it. Yeah, I think there you go. You're welcome. You can take that, Seamus. I've been... I've been having a pretty good run of fixtures lately. I've climbed up quite a bit, and uh, you've yeah, I'm giving it. that to you. You've yeah. smashed it. Uh, I was looking at like you've been on the template that I would like to be on, and I think this is what a lot of people are looking to get at. Like there was six points between us, I think, about three game weeks ago, yeah. and now there's fifty or so. <laughs> uh, so that'll tell you it's fifty-three actually. Uh, now I've taken one hit in that time, but the rest of it has just been like the likes of Suchek. I've been smashing it for you. He's your enabler and he's actually been coming in with like nine points and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really get over how well you've been doing. <laughs> so like you're talking about in game week seven, 2.6 million. Uh, then it was like 1.4, 900k, 870k, 380k, 296k. You're like, that's a phenomenal rise there without any hits in that time. No hits, it's no hits baby. Because you did your wildcard quite well and you set it up, you got Sue Chicken back then. I've been talking weeks ago but game week three and four i was like when that west ham fixture changes i want to have suit check a lot I of people actually, like just to clarify didn't get suit check in my well card i had foden sitting there for the two matches in order to go to suit check in the game week that i did so oh. then when i got rid of foden who did pick up the one goal in in those two matches suit delivered that week along with mazuak yeah. who's uh I remember that actually, yeah. So that was, um, yeah. But since then, you've been on uh, Salah, Son, Fernandez, and Suchek since game week eight, and then it was just a simple. I think Barkley had your team who got injured. Barkley was moved to uh, Bruno. I sorry, KDB from. Let's have a look here. Game week. Came to, uh, to Bamford. Yeah. Barkley so to De Bruyne. So you've got the uh, Salah, De Bruyne, Fernandez triple up with Son. And then Suchek supporting him, who's been getting points. And then just going with the Calvert-Lewin Bamford attacks since then. So, like, that is the template front seven, I think, that, that I would love to be on. I think, like, is the way to go. Um, don't really, that's why I don't like having all the money in Vardy, even though he's been doing quite well. He's kind of keeping up with, um, what's his name, Kane a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just think I need to be on some, like, these... I've been backing against Spurs lately and it was doing well for a while, but the last couple of weeks, them doing bits has been killing me. I just, I don't know. I think I have to cover one of them. Who, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. But I, I think it should be like, that's the template to be on. And that's kind of how you've been doing so well. You've just been on it early and you had the foresight and now you're in a place where you don't have to make transfers in your midfield, really. I mean, I don't think that's, a, you're going to be transferring anyone in your midfield anytime soon, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, I did say this to you actually uh, beforehand that I got a bit... A bit lucky with the uh, way the Villa fixture worked out because my transfer two weeks ago or last game week was um, 
basically going to be was planned and it was sun i did right amount of money it's kind of what i did with my keeper thing like that was another big kind of haul this week was martinez delivering 11 points for his owners anyone that kept on to him through that villa blank got their just desserts this week and um, they showed a bit of patience and a big 11 point return for martinez i wasn't one of those i went from uh martinez to meslier because i didn't have to worry about midfield i was pretty happy with my five martin to meslier and then that made me like have that point one in the bank which would have allowed sun and suchek to grealish and jota and uh yeah Tank, fuck that didn't come to pass because uh like i don't know how how i'd still be doing a podcast if uh if i had to sit down and face the music of you know that kind of nonsense just thank, like i don't know yeah thank god one of us is doing well anyway so you're you're flying you're kind of there right in the right position that you want to be in around christmas time uh i'm not i like do much better than i was a few weeks ago and uh, a couple more greeners my team i think is looking okay um, I think, you know, you might look at it and go, oh, you've got Mane, not Salah. But I think Mane is going to play against Spurs and I think he's more likely to play against Crystal Palace. And when I'm not planning on captaining Salah, the only game of the next, those games, I would want to captain Salah was the one that's just gone. I was happy to kind of take a one week. I think Mane can outscore Salah when Salah might even start. And, uh, you know, Mane, if he does start, he might only get 65 minutes and I'm pretty sure Mane is going to get the full 90 which did happen, but yeah, didn't quite happen. He looked lively in parts, but Salah didn't look great at all. Um, I think you're trying to convince yourself there a bit, Seamus, now, if, if I must be honest. No, the reasoning was, I think the reasoning was sound. I think people forget that Mane can outscore Salah in any given game week. I mean, that can happen. It happened for the last 18 months before the season. All of last season, and like six months of the season before that, Mane and Salah were pretty much scoring identical. Like, there was valid reasons why you go for one over the other. Now, price is closing up. There's no real valid reason over the season why you would go for Manny over Salah. But over a short game week, few game weeks, I'm happy to go for it. I get it. I get it. Um, I really don't hope it works out because I'm already looking forward to the end of the season review when we're able to go. Do you remember when you went Manny twice? <laughs> you kept going twice. Manny over Salah. Yeah. Once, yeah, you kept. And I this tell you is what, what it's, it's not happening the third time. I'll stick with Manny for another couple of weeks, but he ain't coming back in. Like, I don't care if he's smashing in hat tricks. I'll be transferring in Son or something. We scoring. know we know what your promises mean, Seamus. Uh, We've been here for the hazard debacle of, of seasons past. But uh, yeah, that was our game week, so I hope it didn't bore you too much. Uh, before we move on to some questions, I would like to point out that this week... Oh, there we go. Classic professional chair. Yeah, didn't stick the old phone on silent. But uh, I would like to point out that I didn't just have a decent week in... FPL. I mean, you'll take them all the time, and I'm delighted about it. But what really put the cherry on the top for Game Week 12 was a winning performance for me in FPL Crypto's top six picks. So he does his uh, FPL picks for the week every week he's got a great youtube channel there i have a little image on the screen but fpl crypto he's on twitter he's he's uh on youtube he's a great channel that uh he's recently started uh doing videos with uh, at fpl lens gabriel lens and they basically go down to you know your top players for that week really analytical style kind of presentation but it looks lovely great video and i've been entering that competition for weeks and this was the week that came good. I'm after winning myself ten dollars, I think, or you. I can't remember. I think it was dollars. He's yeah. in Canada. So. He's an Irish guy in Canada, in Ireland. 
back in Ireland now. Oh, he's back in Ireland. Yeah, he's back for Christmas, I think, or something. It's ten some currency uh, worth of Bitcoin, uh, hence the FBL crypto, is is on its way to me, on on its way to us here at the FBL Hangover. Not just me, not just you, Seamus, but everyone listening to this is going into the FBL Hangover Fund. And this is our step towards, you know, rich fame, stardom. I was going to ask, how can we invest this, Sure, I mean, it feels like something like Football Index is probably the way to go. Can we oh. invest <laughs> cryptocurrency in Football Index? Does that work? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you should check out how Football Index has been doing. But uh, <laughs> before, I know I won't be giving it to you to invest anyway, put it that way. But uh, FBL Crypto, I uh, just wanted to you know, give a shout out to his channel and uh, advise you all that if I can win a few Bitcoin then you can you win can. a few. But I don't even know if that's how you speak about Bitcoin. That's how <laughs> how unfamiliar I am with it. But I'm hoping Cahill will take me through and turn me into some kind of, you know, millionaire. That's that's what I feel about that right now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's been a pretty good game week 12. Let's move on. Let's see what all of ye have to say for yourselves. Ladies and gents, let's bring this all the way to the drunk tank. <laughs> So, bo- ba- ba- bow, Who's up first? Focus. What? Who's up first? Who's up first? I was just prepping the screen, Seamus. You know, there's a lot more work nowadays that it's not just audio. And speaking of not just audio, if you're watching this on YouTube, give a subscribe, give a like, give a comment. There was a lot of nice comments this week. Uh, really nice comments this week. I'll go into, into some of them in a bit more detail soon. I'm finding a place to struggle to put my cans but one of the comments uh was regarding my little plug for some beer last week um which was the first time i'd ever done it and you think considering we're called the fbl hangover and our logo has a pint glass and not a fucking football uh which is something i don't know how it's happened but it's been there for ages uh you'd imagine i'd be doing the old beer thing a bit more but uh i just i'm just too ignorant to, to me uh, to be honest with you Seamus I'm too ignorant to to really talk about craft beer but that won't stop me trying because yeah this week I'm sticking with the company Seamus uh, I recommend it to you it's just down the road from you in your local Topaz I'm sure you can get it in all uh, good beer supplier places 8 Degrees Brewing again this is one they didn't have last week it's called Howling Gale I bought it because of the name this is how I buy these beers the name, the name. and the can yeah I'm like Okay, this is a fancy looking thing. I usually look at the percentage, but it's limited no, I've, down I've there. made that mistake before, Jar, and I went, oh, this beer is 8%. I'll, I'll get this. And then realized that <laughs> uh, it was a wino beer. <laughs> what and could possibly be wrong when like the beer absolute... slaps the volume right as the logo is the volume? Here you go. J- who gives a shit what's in it? it it's 8.3%. It didn't say Tesco or something on it, so I just thought. And the can looked kind of fancy, but a bit plain. No, it wasn't Tesco, but yeah. it looked kind of fancy, a bit, a bit plain. And then I realized, oh, this and the reason it's like one ninety nine or one fifty or whatever it was was uh, that it was absolute rocket fuel, and uh, it it hurt to drink. I drank yeah. most of it, and then I was like, I've never and seen then you, you pointed out it was wine oil drink, and I was like, oh, this is why this is horrible. This is obviously why I think two more, one more of those, and I might have been, uh, yeah, I might have been uh, brought to hospital. Yeah, Get yeah, myself. one can one can only hope. But I'm pouring out this this cool, refreshing beverage right now. And uh, yeah, so shout out to whoever commented about the craft beer. You got a little little more of it. Maybe I'll do more of this, Seamus. I'm not sure. This is I like segment, isn't that? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. 
probably. If it what gets what love, doesn't turn into a segment in this show? Love, why not? Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll endorse it. Exactly. But yeah, let's get back on track. This week's Drunk Tank. Uh, let's see what questions we have. First up, Seamus, this week, Tom Moriarty, at, at one Tom Moriarty. Any love for any of the Fulham assets after two much improved performances and a couple of decent fixtures ahead? Calm me crazy, but Decordova Reed looks like a decent differential to save a lot of funds. Um, just realized that wasn't even on the screen when I read it out, so apologies to the YouTube. Um, but yeah, Seamus, Fulham, as we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier on, they have been improving a lot, a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, now their fixtures are turning a little bit. I have the fixtures on the screen there, courtesy of Fantasy Football Scouts. I uh, would yep. like you all to know that, you know, we are not, I don't even know if we're allowed to be doing this. Uh, I haven't specifically asked for permission, but we are the in the Scout Academy and I have a lovely little plug there for for some memberships, 2021 memberships. Try it now, less than 170 per month. See what I do here, Seamus. I just push this show in fantastic directions. I've just done... This is I how good, you're just such a good affiliate. This is... Yeah, that's that word. I knew you was on the tip of your tongue. I'm not even sure what it means anymore. But yeah, these are the fixtures from uh, the scout list. And Fulham, Brighton, Newcastle, Sheffield United and Spurs in the next four. Don't be, don't be confused thinking that Southampton at home is a good fixture. Southampton are really good this year. Um, so it's really just a good fixture against Brighton who uh, look really good on the ball and I enjoy watching them play, but they're... Oh, terrible. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So Bright, uh, Brighton in game week thirteen is good, and Newcastle away. Like no one really likes going away to Newcastle. You got to travel up the country, you know, from London. That's a big all fucking flight or whatever. Teams, yeah, they'll keep it tight. Uh, so that could go either way. I mean, it, it it is a good fixture. I think you can win that, and I'm not sure the value of home and away this season. Um, yeah. So that, those are two, that soap opera Seamus will never lose value. Just so yeah. you know. If I was going for anyone, though, it would be uh, Lookman, um, Adamola Lookman. Um, yeah. He's got two goals, two assists in the nine games he's played so far. So he's kind of returning in almost half his games. He's looked good. He got an assist against Liverpool, scored against Leicester in game week 10. Uh, he scored against Sheffield in, in game week five as well. Um, he missed the penalty. So if he hadn't missed that penalty against West Ham, he could be on more returns. Yeah, he'd be the guy I'd look for as a potential. But, you know, if you wanted to get someone other than Suchek, I'd still prefer Suchek. I think he's the guy you go for for $5 million. <laughs> If you wanted to get someone other than Suchek, I'd still prefer Suchek. <laughs> I'm with well, you. I, saying, I, mean... I would say, if you wanted to go for someone other than Suchek, he's the guy to go for, but I'd still prefer Suchek. I should yeah. I should clarify that. Uh, but look, Deckardover Reed is actually somebody, 5.3, that, that Tom is looking at. He's got four goals this season. I'm surprised to see that in, in 12 games. Um, and he hasn't even got like 12 starts. He's only got 10 starts. But he's started the last six in a row and he's got three game three goals in that period and one assist so yeah i guess if you're looking at somebody he's not too bad what i remember is he played like as a wing back basically almost against leicester in game week 10 but they've got form um and they've got a couple of good fixtures so maybe he's a forward if you he's better than welbeck i'd say that uh, possibly i don't know if uh, i would be using a forward slot on fulham i mean i get you if i was Probably maybe look to the likes of Caviero. I didn't actually do any research on this, but is he is he a forward or a midfielder this year? Uh, he's a midfielder. He's looked good when I've seen him as well. He's only got like one goal this season. He's started the last four, but I just worry about... Started the last weeks. four, 
Yeah, but yeah. is Mitrovic going to get his place back? I don't think he is. Well, Mitrovic is, ha, had an injury. Like he, Mitrovic was dropped for like I think tactically. I think he had a bit of uh, an injury, but then he rolled his ankle midweek. So, yeah, you think he's going to come back in? But if they're playing this well, maybe he just can't get back in the team. So yeah, yeah who knows? Who knows? Um. Yeah, no, I get you, Seamus. I mean, like it's it's a perfectly valid question, Tom. I think as I said. Yeah, Decordova Reed. If you're going for a third striker instead of Brewster, maybe. But like, I wouldn't be selling Bamford. Like, I wouldn't be I, if I could go for a bit more and get up to six million I, or six point one. I'd get Adams. I'd get Watkins. I'd get Bamford. Whatever these price guys are, much better value. I'd be the same as you, Seamus. I wouldn't be looking too closely at Fulham, but it is worth keeping an eye on. And they are coming into some decent fixture run uh, but yeah after Tam up next FPL on Cork Keen, you'll remember him from our FPL high school episode uh, he asks he states like many others I'll be looking for a Jota replacement I can afford almost 8.5 million for a replacement but think the budget options are better I've Grealish by the way talk me into mid-priced option if you can otherwise which budget player should be top of my list so I've done it again I actually haven't pulled the question down for the, for the YouTube people, but the audio the audio crowd are getting a great laugh off it. You pull it up there while 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 I. Oh, it's give it's my there. Answer. No, the question's there. I just have the fucking thing at the top of the screen, oh. so that it's just a big blank Twitter page. But um, yeah, no, Seamus midfields uh, budget options. I mean, I'm with. I don't want this to turn into the Suchek so show, but uh, it's it's looking very much like it because when I see. Someone looking for a midfield option, and with West Ham's uh, upcoming run of fixtures and their double game week in game week nineteen, isn't that correct, Seamus? Tell me, I'm not talking shit. West Ham have a double in game week nineteen. Yeah, yeah that's the one fixture that's been confirmed. There's going to be more confirmed uh, as of today. There was a Europe uh, League draw and a Champions League draw. I think happened today, so they have a better idea what way fixtures are going to fit and who's got free weekends. So this should all be apparent in the next week or two what yeah. so everything team. we it's say blank it, 18 as well yeah everything we say is gonna have to be with the caveat of like there is a giant information belch gonna come into your nostrils pretty soon and you're mm. gonna taste it at the back of your throat so you're you're grimacing Seamus but you visual. know I'm, <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth but you're gonna taste it so like everything we say is a bit of a caveat but yeah Kean, for me Seamus I'm saying Suchek Suchek so check yourself before you sell wreck yourself whatever way you want to say it uh what about you who any midfield options you're looking at um there's a few there's a few i mean like if you want to go down in that spot i don't he might already have a cheap fifth midfielder he might want to go for that i don't actually he hasn't called out his team there and i haven't put up he's got Grealish. he was the first player i thought of um I mean, the other player you could like go to midfielders and sort by total points zaha he's been killing it this season seven goals three assists Fixtures aren't great, but he seems to be doing it. Um, I don't wouldn't hold out much hope when he's got a home game against Liverpool, but he did score two goals against United, and uh, they're at home. And Liverpool have been poor away from home this season. Um, they just, you know, that's what they lost away to Aston Villa. They dropped points away to Fulham. They drew away to Man City. That's where they're dropping points. They drew away to Brighton. So it's the way games they're struggling. So maybe you know playing on the counter attack would suit him well in that game. West Ham away, Villa away. And uh, then Leicester at home, Sheffield United at home. I think like I'd probably just not to complicate it too much and go for him for a while. Um, if you wanted to think of the double game weeks coming up, someone like Bowen is a good option. Or, look, Maris has got the fixtures. Do you want to play some Pep Roulette, Kean, 
I don't know, but they've got West Brom at home this week, Southampton away, and Newcastle at home. If you can't, like if your team is set with the likes of De Bruyne already, Salah, Fernandez, and Son, if you got these guys and you're just looking to spend this, I would probably go for Mares over the likes of the other one you can kind of think of is Pulisic. Is the time for Pulisic to come in? But I just don't trust his hamstrings to hold out over the busy Christmas period, really. Maybe he will. and Maybe he'll get goals. He's got a, a potential to explode. But I think I prefer Maris. Those are my options. Have I left any for you to discuss? No, I think I'm just going to just gonna keep playing my uh, my Suchik, um, whatever you'd call it. Bandwagon. <laughs> not gloating. It's not gloating. But like it is kind of gloating. Yeah. You Who do I get? Salah or Bruno? Suchik. Suchek, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, it worked out well for me, but I'm not gonna <laughs> keep harping on about it. Um, next question. I hope that answered uh, it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I, I'd like to get on try Maris for a bit. I think Maris. I'm sure you would, Seamus. Uh, at Atoms underscore Nuclear Nuclear Atoms. You've heard that name for I don't know how many weeks in a row now. He's gotten another question. Number one, two questions. Uh, forget about Suchek. Is John Stones now proven to be the biggest bargain buy into that city defence? So, first part, John Stones, Seamus. People are talking. The name is rumbling. It's a foul voice on the wind at the moment. When that foul voice is being cast by none other than Pep Guardiola. I'm not falling for it. I think no. he's a, a yeah. straight-out trap, as they say. Oh, as yeah. the FPL lexicon goes. No, fuck off. As soon as you get John Stones in, Laporte is going to start. Or Garcia will get a run. Or Ake will come back out of... Uh, yeah. He's, and do you know what I mean? Totally. Just... Couldn't agree more. I think he's a huge trap. I mean, look what he's got. 20 points in three games. Like 6-6 six, six and 8. Recently, yeah, he's doing really well. I'm surprised he's even in the team. But like Laporte is the best defender in that team. And Pep has just said... Pep's rewarding him for playing well without making any mistakes. He's got a mistake in him. So it makes yeah, one he's, mistake, he's bombed out of that team. Or he could just he, be rotated because of the Christmas period. And Laporte comes in and shows why he's the best centre-half there. And they've got Ake, like you said. Like, they didn't buy Ake for no reason. You know, they're, Dia, I think Garcia, Garcia yeah. is injured at the minute, so he's not going to No, he back. came back. He played some minutes recently. Maybe he picked up another no, map. No, I, I think I read on Fantasy Scout today that... Uh, Pep- another plug. You're welcome again, guys. Yeah, they I'll just, just double-check it. No, you don't need to. We'll take your word for it. But um, I think we've both an agreement, Seamus, in regards to rotation, City's defence. There are a couple of good options this year, I think, in regards to... Ederson, well, Ederson's obvious. You know what you're getting with Ederson. That's that's a whole different argument. Don't make but like goalkeeper yeah, transfers. We're not getting into yeah the Ederson premium defense, premium goalkeeper shite. But what we will get into is the likes of Cancelo, Kyle Walker, and Diaz. All seeming really nailed on. I know they're more expensive than Stones, yeah. um, but like they're not that much more expensive, and the returns are. Pretty similar to what yeah. Stones has been delivering. Stones isn't so. getting goals. Stones is no. getting assists. He's talking about the value. No, it's Diaz, Cancelo, and then in that order. And I don't really like any of the other ones because Walker's probably a bit too expensive. Yeah, uh, I think price-wise, Walker does kind of come maybe out of my viewings too. But in terms of security and the best assets, he's definitely in the top three. Uh, ahead of stones um so yeah. that's that nuclear don't get fucking trigger happy with it uh question two he says he's two free transfers um should he transfer out Chilwell to reese james this week and then use two transfers next week 
to get Ings and Suchek for Maris Antonio and Antonio. So this boy is thinking ahead. Um, I have his team up there. Um, Seamus, you probably can you see it? I'm just for pulling it up here on my side. I, I'm looking on my other monitor here. That's why I'm looking up to the side. For the listeners, like um, basically, it's your classic FPL team at the moment in regards to you know Calvert, Bamford, Salah, Grealish, Fernandez, Son, and he's got his different. He's also got you know Chilwell, Walker, Dallas, all these kind of really well balanced team that you know you're seeing someone nearly has either that player or a version of that player in their squad anyway but he's kind of standouts to me are like the likes of Maris Antonio um and that's kind of it it's it's pretty similar to my own so I'm obviously going to think it's a top class team uh in regards to <coughs> Ings and Suchek from Maris and, and Antonio like 100% if you can do that, but in regards to chill, no, you know I'm, what? Not, no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I think I, I mean, like I like Rich James and it's time to talk. I've even seen you in our group chat this week, dropping some compliments towards Rhys James. He's obviously turning your eye a small bit. Do you see him hit the post? I've, I've said, Oh, so much. I've said it to you. I've said it on this episode or on this show, like several weeks ago that Robertson to Rhys James is my plan B. Like if I need two mil, for some kind of move, maybe I'm turning Suchek into Grealish or something like that, which is possible, but maybe with some other variations. Uh, like, James looks fucking to use it. Un- yeah, I mean, he isn't undroppable because I guarantee you he no, will he be looks, dropped soon. He looks you know? undroppable. He will actually he, yeah. definitely miss the game over Christmas. I know that yeah. much. So I know I have to strengthen my bench because I can't. I'm going to have to be able to deal with that some week. But, but you uh, don't think Chilwell to James. Just for the sake of 0.8 million, if it allows you to go Mars Antonio to Suchek Ings, you don't think that's a valid move? It's very sideways. Like one Chelsea defender to another, just to save 0.8 well, million. But that specific move square. is, but it enables the, the bigger picture. Do you know? No, I mean, like, Ings isn't essential. Like, like they, oh, they're When games. the fuck did he say, are these players essential? Well, he's getting them in because he thinks they're better. Like, I would just hold on to Antonio. He's got a ridiculously strong template eat template in a good sense it's not meant to be derogatory but like template in the sense that you have so many of the the must have players and he's trying to look for an edge i don't know yeah for me, look, I, I guess he's saying he's got two free transfers so what like he doesn't want to waste a transfer like there's not yeah. much i would do here i wouldn't touch his midfields yeah maris no. isn't i'd rather de bruyne over maris but i mean unless that, you want to try and i don't even think you can go from antonio to brewster to free up enough money to get to there but but I think Chilwell yeah, I, I, I think I'd be happy with Chilwell. Um, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would just go Antonio to Adams. If I'm honest, I think that's... Adams isn't going to score as much as Ings, but I think per million points per million he will match him. Like I think you know I can easily see Ings getting eight points the next game and um, what's his name? Yeah. Adams getting six or five or something like that. You know, I think that's a fair point, Seamus. I think. Um... When I first read this question, I thought the exact same thing as you. I was just like, nope, just start to sort out Antonio. Antonio doesn't need to be there. Turn Maris into Suchek, because that's the team of the fucking episode. <laughs> and uh, sort out Antonio, do you know? Maris into Suchek gives you 3.4 million to play around with. All of a sudden, you know, who knows what you can do. But as we've talked through it, I actually quite like what he's suggesting suggesting um especially if he's happy to go without kdb and you can't have everything but it's um, a really look it's a really good like it's not a i'm not i don't want to be talking too late, just for me it's too late, for me it's, for me it. i would just stick with chilwell but i like it, it is a fine move at the same time like it's not it's not bad he obviously really fancies ings um 
yeah, I just think, like, what's the scramble for getting Suchek in? I don't really understand that. Going Maris to Suchek, it just kind of seems a bit sideways. But then again, he's got the two free transfers. You got to try and use those transfers to try and find an edge. So I would, yeah, Who's maybe, maybe. Here, nuclear? Mr. 300K or Mr. What is it, 4 million or something? <laughs> I'm a million places behind you. I'm 1.3, you're 0.3. Yeah. Maybe a list of on this one, nuclear. <laughs> I gotta enjoy it while it lasts. That was one of my new season's resolutions actually this year was yeah. to um, just as an addendum to that. Sto- uh, Adam says Stones is now looking a better bargain by this season than Suchek, so I had to ask that question. If only he keeps his place, so he kind of knows what the fuck we're talking about. If there. he keeps his place, yeah, I just I doubt that he will, yeah. especially over the busy Christmas period. All it takes is one mistake, and I think he's out of the team and. Yeah. But getting back to what I was saying there in regards to my new year, my new season resolution, or uh, yeah, resolution <laughs> is basically uh, was to just enjoy it um, to the good bits a little bit more because I have a tendency to skip over the good bits, wallow a little bit in the negative side. I'm not the kind of guy that gets really down about things, but like you know yourself, I definitely focus as everyone does on the negative aspects a little bit more than the positive ones and that was my thing this year was like enjoy the fucking weeks brag about your score throw a knife into someone else you know just enjoy it because it comes back at you whether you want it or not that was my whole thing um you might as well get the digs in while you know you're not the person on the ground getting kicked so exactly fuck that because that's gonna happen Um, later in the season at some stage too you're just hoping that you're in a good position yeah man that's that's what it's all about you know Exactly. I get disappointed when you don't stick the knife into me. You know, you should. I, I felt like I was too gracious a lot um, last year, and it made no difference because as soon as shit didn't go my way, everyone was just rubbing salt in my eyes, and I was just like, "No, nope, you know what? This year I'm fucking." Apparently, there's no honor among thieves, so or FPL managers, no. so I'm just going headfirst into fucking banter as they say. Uh, but Gavin O'Reilly at GavLarLar, he's up next. All right, lads. Well, Pep, will Pep ruin my week by resting all three of my City players against West Brom? I have Cancelo, KDB, and Jesus. Yep, you can be guaranteed he will ruin your week, Gavin. Um, in regards yep. to Cancelo, KDB, and Jesus, I think you might be okay with Jesus. I don't know. There's a good chance all, all three of those get rested. I think Cancelo played against United. We've seen him rotating uh, his fullbacks, and I I expect Mendy to get some minutes uh, against West Brom. So I do think Cancelo will be rested. KDB, obviously we don't know, but I'm wavering on my captain decision, which I wasn't two weeks ago, based on you know just how things are feeling in terms of minutes. He played the full match against United, so... It's a possibility, and uh, I think Jesus is kind of... He doesn't... Like, playing with a number nine up there is an entirely different city than without him. So I think he'd be hesitant to come away from him. And we've seen Aguero on the on the brink of return. Uh, he you know had a little cameo in the Champions League last week. He had gastronitis or gastro, gastrotinitis, whatever it's called, this week. So he wasn't even in the squad. So we don't know what kind of you know situations he's in. He will take some minutes off Jesus, but whether it's against West Brom, I'm not really sure. Have you any little pearls of wisdom to add to that? Yeah, Shams? Pep has said that, yeah, like you said, he's back in full training now and he's trained all week. He had the gastroenteritis, whatever it's called. Uh, the last eat a stomach bug. I I'm guess. glad you stumbled on that too. Cause... Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not an MD. So I'm not a doctor. But... 
yeah, I um I was going to say I would like to just go, yeah, you're gonna he's gonna ruin your week by resting all three midweek. But then I realized and I thought back to it, I was like, actually they all got rested at the weekend because that game against United, no one broke a sweat. It was a nice, calm, easy game, it was a training match. Didn't have I to thought you'd any... lost your fucking marbles there for Didn't a second, have to make any like... subs. They all played, but like no one no one really like KDB at one stage looked like he wanted to get his team going and then he realized, oh, we have to host oh, we slow it down here now. That was the slowest pace game I've ever seen. So they're all gonna be fine midweek. And I just think it's a case that they can't really afford many slip ups. They're dropping points and they like the league is there. Every team is mm. dropping points. They're what are they, ninth? But they're only six points off the top. Um they kind of have to go for it and they don't want to lose they, they want to get some momentum they don't want to lose keep losing momentum so I think he'll play his strongest team against somewhat of his strongest team against West Brom I think he'll start Jesus I think he'll start KDB don't know about Cancelo because maybe you can ro- rotate in the full back position but I think he'll play I think he might play Mendy I think mm. you know Cancelo could be due a rest but KDB and Mendy is nearly guaranteed to nearly guaranteed a game midweek uh, I suppose like you know again we're supposed to be looking at game week 13 game week 14 I know Gavin's asking specifically about the West Brom game but yeah. the way I'm approaching it for this for, for this round of midweek fixtures is I'm just kind of letting this one wash over me a little bit uh, if I had any particular fires to put out I'd have no issue doing it but in terms of like rotation and shit, that's going to happen this week. It's going to be hard to call, and uh, you just—I'm not letting that dictate my overall team. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of maybe my captain decision might be influenced by it, but transfers and my plans and stuff—I'm not letting that be influenced by the r- rotation that's very specific to this part of the season. Do you know, it's not—it's not a real game changer thing. It's, it they've, they've enough—they've enough time, I think. Like they played on uh, Saturday, right? They played Saturday at uh, 5 o'clock against United. Now, they're playing Tuesday at 8, uh, and then they have a big break between Tuesday and Saturday. So they have, like, an extra rest day between the West Brom and Southampton game. The United game wasn't high tempo. I think he can just not worry about rotating players then because they've, yeah. they've got a week off between game week 14 and game week 15. You know, they've got, like, a full week there. So I think there's plenty of time. I don't think KDB is going to be... Yeah, he could get rested over Christmas sometime, but that could happen against... You know, that could happen New Year's, that could happen the 28th or something like that. I'm just going to play him and assume that they're, like, if they're winning, then KDB doesn't come off the bench or Jesus doesn't come off the bench. Like, Jesus will play because uh, Aguero isn't fit enough yet to play That's what I'm saying. Yeah. even 45 minutes, I think. So he's always going to come off the bench. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're of a similar mindset there, Seamus. Um, but yeah, uh, in general, if you want to take, this sounds so pompous, but if you want to take your FPL to the next level... There are people out there who look at the the gaps between the fixtures over the kind of congested uh, period, and again shilling the scout. But I'm pretty sure this what I saw came true with the scout from someone related to it. But if you just look for you know time uh, between matches and stuff like that, FPL, you're going to find some pretty decent. Uh, little what would you call them Seamus Excel sheets or something like that is Excel is that what they even use anymore is it all yeah. Google now Maybe I don't know Google Excel yeah now it's all Excel I don't know last question oh no it's not the last question second last question so the last one we have on the social media comes in from FPL Rogue at FPL Rogue have I missed the deadline nope you haven't and that's it that's the end of the drunk no I'm kidding uh, he asks if not then which is better what 
Oh, if he hasn't missed a deadline, <laughs> which is better? Premium defender plus non-playing second keeper or budget defender plus budget playing second keeper for double game week 19. Now, he's getting ahead. So, Rogue, I don't know if you're familiar with... if I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, but if you aren't, you should check out his blog at FPL. Or it's not at FPL, but it's at Rogue Against the Machine blogspot. Check out his Twitter handle at uh, FPL Rogue. He's, he's got links in the bio. But um, I thought it was well written. Seamus got confused, but either way, it's very, you know, I'm planning ahead. Double game week 19, you've alluded to it already. And, uh, yeah. I misread it. I misread it. I thought he was asking which premium defender. Yeah. Oh, like, give defender. us a and second. Like, the fixtures aren't even out. Where, where is he coming from? It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, I'm not answering this, sure. I'm not answering this. And then yeah. Joe was like, no, he's just wondering which is a better option. And I was like, oh, okay. Being a very, it was being a, a big diva. And to be honest, Joe, if you had been asking that kind of question, uh, I think <laughs> both of us would have been like, "Ah." But uh, yeah, premium. I looked at this a bit more generally. Seamus uh, didn't. I think he was a bit more specific on it, but like he made a good point. Uh, but in my terms, looking at it right there, premium defender, non-playing second keeper, or budget defense, budget playing second keeper. I'm all about the premium defender non-playing second keeper because that's just my tactic why would i advocate for anything else but as seamus pointed out to me you're specifically talking about the upcoming double game week in which case people are going to be looking at their chips and you made a couple of good points there seamus uh regarding that and you know yeah. how that would affect your strategy it's all about chip strategy so if you're going to bench boost that week then you want a second playing keeper so you can't go for your first option premium defender non-playing second keeper but, I mean, you don't have to play your bench boost this week. I mean, it depends if you've got a wild card or if you're going to... Because the, the wild card, if you already have it, has to be used in game week by game week 16. So chances are, if you've still got it now, you're going to play it that week to try and attack whatever fixtures come out that week. That gives you plenty of time to... Because uh, we can't get players in just yet because it hasn't been announced who's got the double game weeks and who's going to have the blanks in game week 18. So game week 18 is the one we're probably going to free hit in. Yeah. But... Like, if you've got enough players in that, you could free hit in game week 19. Or, you know, if you have it set up that way, the bench boost is the 19 is the premium, the optimum time to play your bench boost, I would say. You may want a triple captain. If you're triple captaining, then, yeah, premium defender, non-playing second keeper. If you're going to bench boost, budget defender, budget playing second keeper. It's the way to do it. And keepers are always really good in these double game weeks. There's always a lot of high-scoring uh, keepers in these. So if you can get two double players or double game week keepers then um yeah there's always you'll always see some double digit scores there you know you imagine having two keepers getting you 11 sounds, 12 points that sounds pretty close to superstition and witchcraft there seamus so no you <laughs> I, I always i always think back all you need is like a keeper to get like a nine pointer or a 10 pointer one game like which happens like with these cheap keepers like look at martinez this week maybe yeah. did it a couple of weeks ago things like that if they get that plus a one you're getting 12 points for a 4.5 keeper in a game week if you get two keepers doing that you could have 25 points from two cheapy keepers you know no i get it i get it i think uh i like that I option said, for me i'm all about keeping that premium defender non-playing second keeper but as seamus said if you have a, a chip strategy that allows you to kind of manipulate that that's really going to be your deciding uh, your deciding factor in that whole thing. Yeah. Don't but make a that... decision just yet. Just keep it in the back of the mind. You know what you think you want to do when you see the fixtures, and then. Seamus, go our for inf- that. our information that we give to people is so. 
so fucking loaded that it takes time to digest. And I get, you know, Rogue's forward thinking here. I'm fully in support of it. Uh, he just wanted to get ahead, get into the best, and get their thoughts on it before, you know, his mind maybe gets cluttered with some of the, the other plebeian responses that might have been issued to that. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> vamping while I pull up our last question. It comes from our our very... I'm, it's it's so irritating because I'm trying not to step on the renegades thing <laughs> every time I did show. a question, yeah, and it's it just throws me off every time I want to say something nice about someone. I'm going, ah, oh. no, Glenn, uh, big listener, fan, supporter, friend to myself and Seamus, and uh, he's asked us this week. No, I do, oh no, I did actually prep his team. Oh, look at me. But his question is, what's your opinion on Laporte and Pulisic? Should I downgrade one for a premium? Jota is going to have to be transferred as well. So I actually do have his team there. I, oh, it's just too good. Um, yeah, bit of a shite week. 48 points, minus four. Is that this... Yeah, that's his team. Uh, 48 points, minus four. And uh, he's obviously looking to make amends. Pulisic, Laporte, both sitting there. Um, a bit unlucky with Pulisic this week, This week, I think. I On Friday night, I thought it was maybe a shrewd move. And uh, I was completely wrong. It didn't even make the squad. Was, I was going to say, was he in the squad? He wasn't, was he? No, he wasn't. So a bit of a pulled up with something. Hopefully, I haven't checked the conferences. But this is a two-week thing, so I'd imagine it's not too seriously too serious. The only issue with Pulisic is, um, you know, we know his injury record. And with as we already mentioned, the, the big fucking congested fixtures list, you're expecting players like that are going to be kind of top of Lampard's priority for resting. Um, but going back to Glenn's question, he's basically looking at shipping Laporte and Pulisic. And, um, like, I think... Like Jota, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't. We both basically looked at me and went, no, you've done it now. They're there, especially with the kind of shitty, the really fast fixtures coming up. You need to just, like, see what way the the dust starts settling after these. Jota out, as you mentioned already, like, that's your move this week. There's your one transfer. Jota down to Seamus. Who are we going to turn Jota into? Suchek. You got it. You got it. Jota to Suchek. And, uh, yeah. Then you've got yourself a few bob, and maybe then look at what you can do with Pulisic in a week or two, um, because you're turning what Pulisic into a ten point odd uh, million midfielder. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, you don't have any United cover there. You're not a million miles away from no. getting a Fernandez in, or or maybe another premium, which is what he's asking about. Like, yeah. should I downgrade one for a premium? I don't even know how necessary that is if you just download downgrade. Uh, Jata and then upgrade Pulisic. Yeah, I know. I mean, that is what he's saying. So for me, like Laporte and Pulisic can sit there. I'd be playing both of them this week. Chelsea at home to that's game we get in, but Chelsea at home to uh, away to fucking Wolves. Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea away to Wolves, and Laporte. Uh, he, as we said, is due a start. I'd definitely be playing him at home to West Brom this week. Um, so for me, I'm with Seamus. Like I'm not getting rid of either of them. Um, Jota, sort that shit out. He's out for a yeah. good long chunk now. So let that be your focus and stop taking hits. Yeah, I think it said four to six weeks for Jota. So yeah, get rid of Jota. Um, yeah, just keep Pulisic. He got him in this week for Ziyech when Ziyech uh, went off injured. I think you just ride with that 
there has been an update. Lampard has said that he is available for selection, but he hasn't decided whether he'll uh, start or play. Um, but he's available for selection. So for this next two games, Wolves away, West Ham at home. Uh, and there is a bit of a gap. He didn't play this weekend, so he should be okay for Tuesday. And then there's like, he plays Monday as well in game week 14. So he's got like six days rest. So he should be able to play both. I stick with Pulisic anyway, but yeah, Jota, if you need a pre, if you want a premium, like he's got Kane at Son and De Bruyne. So he's got, those are the three he has. Yeah. You can't have those three plus Salah and Bruno as well. You can maybe yeah, get one of can. those in, yeah, but can. he's got Grealish too. Yeah. But you yeah, definitely if you downgrade, those. If you downgrade Jota to Suchek, then yeah, Pulisic could be be your Pretty guy. Pretty much close to Fernandez. That's the only way to do it, yeah, yeah. for Fernandez. That's what I'd be looking at. I would. Um, but look, as we said, yeah. I don't know if I'd have Pulisic in the first place, but he has him there. So maybe if I had him, I would, I'd keep him. But Laporte, I would look to sell personally. I don't know about this week. I don't. I, yeah, I just sell Laporte. He's not starting now. Um, he's on the bench. Fair enough. I'd sell. But yeah, he's only got one transfer, so what do you do? Yeah, and just as a caveat, he's in our private mini league, so every bit of information we just gave him there was completely loaded and meant to be taken. You know, yeah, he can't. Can- he can't. He's only twenty points behind me. I don't actually want him to yeah. catch. You me. should not be helping him, Seamus. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. So that brings an end to this week's questions. Um, but it doesn't bring an end to the show just yet. Ye regular listeners, dragging out the word ye there, but uh, ye regular listeners will have remembered from what maybe four episodes ago. No, it was exactly four episodes ago um, that we did a balls to the wall um, kind of return, return to the classic uh, balls to the wall. And yeah, you're you're welcome, guys. Because guess what, it's back this week. Yeah, we can actually talk about the results. So we're doing four-week sections, right? Four-week sections, baby. And, uh, yeah, last, let's remind anyone who didn't catch it, uh, or, you know, let's tell people who didn't catch it and remind anyone who did catch it of what our picks were, Seamus. So for your Breen Sheet, Seamus, you chose? For the, we're starting with the Breen Sheet. So Breen Sheets, I went with Justin. I like Leicester's fixtures between um, what would have been game week 9 and 12. Hot shot. Um, my hot shot was uh, Jack Grealish. Now, I thought he had four games. Turns out he only had three. And your puck father? So my puck father was with Charleston for Everton. Um, I liked Everton's fixtures over those games, too. That's pretty, pretty. you know, some like all of those picks make sense. My green sheet was Gaeta. My hot shot was Vardy. And my puck father was Jesus. So when you did the match, James, you put it into a fancy machine. I don't know how they work, but you pulled out the results. and uh, A Casio calculator. Uh, yeah. Is that how? Is that what they're called? That's the that's the fancy machine that's I, I put it into. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Vardy's two plus five plus eight plus thirteen equals twenty eight points over that four week spell. So that's averaging seven points a game week, which is a great return for him. Um, thankfully, I've had him in that spell. Um, yeah, and uh, Grealish by comparison has only had three games. He had uh, one plus a ten plus a two, and uh, game week cancelled. So he'll have a double for down the line. So. His uh, Vardy's 28 points to Grealish's 13 um, is the winner in that one. So for, congratulations to you on that one, Jerry, for the hot shots. Put a in it, will you? God, you're like a wet fish over there. Come on, okay, well, showmanship. Okay, okay. Puck Fada, so Puck Fada, you had Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a fucking fail there, Jer. 11 points over his four game weeks. <laughs> two plus five plus two plus two. He got an assist and a 5-0 win against Burnley. Um that's kind of pretty poor if you took the punt on him. I'm much happier I went with my Vardy punt, who got 17 more points that week. Uh, my puck fada uh, was actually another forward, and that was Richarlison. And he had uh, an assist, 
So I had five points plus two plus seven. I need only one in the last game. Now, a bit unlucky because he was the penalty taker and now Gilfie Sigerson's starting so he's lost penalties. So I had thought he might get a penalty or two in that uh, when I picked him originally. So he got 15 points, which is still better than Jesus um, over those four game weeks. So a win for me. Okay, so who wins overall, Seamus? Who's who's going into the to, second bunch? Go on. Comes down to the green sheets. And, you know, if you want to be relying on something, don't be relying on Gaeta with his... Uh, 3 plus 2 plus 3 plus 3. Now, he's fairly consistent, but he hasn't got a clean sheet in those four. So, he's only got 11 points. Justin, my point, on my on the other hand, was doing terrible until this yeah, game. Yeah, I was about to say, just, like, 3 plus 3. What was the fuck was Justin getting? Yet. 0 plus 1 plus 2. Fuck plus you. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Well, I didn't... Uh, I knew the Liverpool game was a hard one. So, I, in my FPL team, I benched him. So, he, for his 0 points that week. But, um, yeah, it was poor the other couple of weeks. I would have definitely thought Sheffield United, he had a clean sheet there. So he didn't, um, but he did keep a clean sheet against Brighton as well as picking up um, an assist and taking two bonus. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you've won something this week, Seamus. Going forward for the next four weeks, what are we looking at? Yeah, so we're talking game weeks thirteen to six, and you had your first pick on the hot shots this time, yeah. um, as I first picked last time. I picked Grealish. You're going my first pick last week time, and I have pretty much done the same thing and i picked Grealish this time is that correct yeah you uh and i can't blame you i mean he's got uh, this is why he's in my team you don't have him in your team i think there's a there's a little a bit, bit of envy in there like yeah a bit of like i want to hedge my bet and pick someone like i did last time someone i knew i'm going to be fretting about and who i think can actually deliver and uh yeah i'm going with Grealish. who's your hot shot james uh i've gone for de bruyne um yeah look at De Bruyne is playing West Brom, then Southampton away, then Newcastle home, and then Everton away. And I think he can get double-digit returns in any of those games. So, yeah, he's uh, the player I have on my team. He's still relatively lowly owned. Let me just check his ownership here. Um, 26% owned. I think he's the player to get on. He'll be my captain this week because if everyone has him captain, that's only still 50% you know, effective ownership. So, yeah, um, he'll probably be my captain this week. And... I'm going to back him probably with the armband to the next four. So, fair Maybe enough. Three. It makes sense that he would be your hot shot. What about your puck fathers? So, I went first with the hot shots. You would have went first with the puck fathers or long shots to the non-Gaelic speaking, but go on. Yeah, there was a few I was lying up here. Um, I went with Pulisic in the end. Now, we talked about Pulisic earlier. He is a risk in the sense that I don't know if he can He's a puck father, though. play all those <laughs> games, but that's the definition of a puck father. He's yeah. only 2.4% owned. He's 8.2%. If you wanted to try someone else other than Sun for a while, you could go there. I mean, ultimately, yeah. we're kind of we're we're handcuffed here that has been a five percent owned. There's not too many guys that are under five percent owned. But there is one other guy at least, and I've gone with Saeed Ben Rama. He, I've just I don't know what it is. It's West Ham heavy tonight, but uh, he's a he, again complete uh, definition of a, a differential. Or a puck fight. They've got Crystal Palace, a tough away to Chelsea, but then a nice home to Brighton and a Southampton match after that. I feel like Ben Rama looked uh, pretty solid. It depends on obviously how long, uh, you know, Antonio is out of the team and what happens. Are they going to keep playing that back four with the extra attacker? And, you know, it looks like Mazuaku, who was a bit of a shock um, injury uh, towards the end of the last game week, he's going to be out for a little bit of time at least. I mean, you know. I assume. He had knee surgery, yeah. so yeah, he's going to be out for like minimum six to eight weeks, I would imagine, and uh, he's got to return to act. He could miss the rest of the season, I was told, but 
So yeah. maybe uh, you like what you saw with Ben Rama when you've watched him. I liked it. I, it's there's not a whole lot. I think it was his first start there at the weekend. Um, I think what it mainly has got me interested is just uh, that kind of shift in formation. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe like that's going to benefit something. But yeah, Pogba, side Ben Rama, he's real cheap and uh, really lowly owned. Brian Sheets, Seamus, who have we got? I won last week, so I'm first. Uh, Charlie Taylor for um, Burnley and I'm thinking of bringing him into my team either this week or maybe next week um, yeah. because I need to shore up I've got players there that are not playing I've got Dunn for Burnley for example I've got Stevens who's I think returning from injury now he's trained this week but like he's going to be my last guy so I need to get the fringes of my team running because if there's rotation this week I can really only take one non-playing player because I don't think Dunn definitely won't play and uh, Stevens probably won't play either so I've got Brewster as my first on bench that makes sense so I'm thinking of making uh, Dunn um, Charlie Taylor I might just wait till next week yeah Aston Villa um, Wolves Leeds and Sheffield United in the next four so um, I think with the exception of Leeds and maybe Villa, you know, pretty good shouts. Wolves pretty toothless and we know what the story with Sheffield United has been for the last season, since, <laughs> since the season has started. So, uh, yeah, Burnley making a load of sense. I've gone with Meslier. Um, I'm back in my own choice. Uh, he's in my team. He was the one I alluded to earlier on when I made that change from Martinez to... Meslier, um, which allowed me to get then Masuaku into target this week. So I, I still caught a bit of that Villa clean sheet, um, even though it wasn't the 11-point return. But uh, yeah, he's got Newcastle, Man United, Burnley and West Brom in the next, you know, in the next four matches. I genuinely feel like they could, uh, you know, win three of those four quite easily. Yeah, um, if I thought, um, if I thought they could... <laughs> I was confident in their defence more. What? Uh, you worried about, you worried about Newcastle, sense. Burnley and West Brom scoring from set pieces? Get out of town, Charles. <laughs> oh, shit, that's very good. Yeah, the yeah. set pieces thing. I mean, I don't know about West Brom. I haven't looked at their stats, but certainly Burnley are good at set pieces. Burnley and, and uh, Newcastle, you know. Newcastle, yeah. yeah. It's, it's... So that's... Yeah, but at least he's got save points there. Like, I, I was looking originally a few weeks ago, I was looking at Ailing and Dallas at uh, this point, and then I was like... I don't know. They're they're either keeping a clean sheet or they're conceding four. So it's like zero or six. Yeah. And uh, those Ailing and Dallas are the two I would look at because they're the kind of guys that might get attacking returns. Dallas is often out of position. Ailing could be playing center half now again, depending on um, you know Cooper and Lorente and players like that who are kind of out injured. So yeah, I I went for the safer option. What I thought is a safer option because Pope is making saves again. So uh, yeah, I think Taylor is the guy I'm probably going to get in. I saw you got in a target this week as well, uh, which was a very... You kind of did the same thing where you were sh- shoring up your defense, and I like that target move. I had him at the start of the season and got me two clean sheets in two before I shipped him out. Probably should have kept him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... He's, like, a, he's, he's a good pick. I like that. He got you a clean sheet this week as well, didn't he? He did. Or he no, also did? picked yeah. up a yellow card, though, and that means he's now one away from a suspension. So it's a bit annoying to be having a defender walking the tightrope so soon uh, to you know after bringing him in but I'm fine with that if he misses a match look he's probably going to get arrested in one of them anyway he's a fullback so he's got to be somewhat tired um, so yeah I'm not too worried but yeah I was happy with the target move as I said it, it, it sweetened the Martinez blow a little bit because as I said I, I was one of the ones who used the transfer but I'm happy you talked about like you know for Dallas nailing you know it's either six points or, or zero or one I completely get you and I find with Meslier he's picking up so many goddamn save points like before West Ham scored their second he was on for a bonus 
Do you know what I mean? So he could have been coming out of that game with four points after conceding a goal. Do you know? So and it was the same last week against Chelsea. Like he just I don't know, I like I like the look of that kid as well. I think he's got he's a, he's still green, but uh, I like watching him and I like having We'll we can update goalkeeper watch right now to see What's what's the scoring with the goalkeepers? So you've got Fabianski yeah. on fifty eight points, Larice fifty six, Martinez fifty three. We don't have Pope time, Seamus. McCarthy fifty, and where's Mesley? He's a point behind McCarthy and forty nine points. That's the so, thing. Yeah. Like he's not fucking miles behind the goalkeepers, even though Leeds aren't exactly shored up back there. You know, twenty one saves in the last three games. Twenty one saves in three game weeks. I feel like he's he's tons of saves. Yeah, I just I like watching him. You know, um, but yeah, that's our our picks. I think that we just did a bit of balls to the wall there. Uh, it's so strange doing it every month or so now. It's, uh, it just doesn't roll off the tongue, Seamus, as, as much. But uh, we're coming rapidly close to the end of the show, ladies and gents. And uh, before we go, there is only one thing left to do. It's just run down through our mini-league. Now... You will remember, those who listened last week, uh, you will remember that I was being a bit of a, I don't know. Cunt? Uh, cunt is a bit <laughs> strong. I mean, I can be far more cuntish than I was last week. But uh, I was being, I was definitely being fucking awkward. I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, I suppose the, the yeah, sorry, I just got distracted there. But it's <laughs> so many screens. But yeah, basically, I was being a bit awkward. Some guy had just joined our league, Ken Corbley, Ken Throgs FC had just joined the league. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, by the end of the episode, I was like, look, I turns out he does listen to the show and it'll be all grand. And then you said, let's give whoever's on top a cup. And I was like, no, this guy, I'm not entirely convinced yet. He turns out he reaches out to us on YouTube, sends a very nice comment, basically just reassuring us that he does listen to the show and that um you know that he basically wouldn't have wanted to take a mug off of you know regular listeners or or whatever that that case is and yeah it melted my heart and uh, as soon as i saw that this person was real and not just some random bot uh yeah I just sent him a message and said, look, send us on your email or your address via email and uh, there's a cup, a cup coming right to you. That's what happened. He wrote us a lovely email. I'm butchering the story a little bit, but I think that's because <laughs> I'm, I'm so distracted by the, the shit in front of me. But uh, he wrote us a lovely email talking about how he enjoys the show and that, uh, yeah, that meant a lot to us, Ken. And uh, yeah, shit like that always means a lot and really, I don't know, motivates us to, to keep this shit going forward. But uh, he's not even on the screen here because of the, whatever way I've set up the, the thing. I don't even know if I can fix it. But our top... There it is. I'll, I'll pull him down this way. He's still top anyway. He's still, he's top. still top. Ken is still top. 800 points in total. 56 Eight. in this game week. Number two, Damian McCallion. Don't fight 11. He's, he's still right up there. 65.779. Only 21 between the two. Deventure Ray moving into third place. We live in Earth 616. He's got 70 points this week. Ian Walsh. Fish and chips, 754, 70 points. Five, Andrew. FPL Renegades, Drew, 752 points, 62 this week. Six, Tony Clark, Clarkies County, 749, 60 points this week. Cameroon Arifin, flying without ing, 748, 59 in eight position, joint eight position. It's Paddy Pad, Atita Suarez, and Peter Scully in the Orgazoids. They both got 59 and 69 points, respectively, this week. They're on 740. And in number 10, Seamus, I don't know if you can see that from your end. But in number 10, 
joint tent, I will say, but number 10 nonetheless, is the FBL Hangover. Myself, I've crept into the top 10 of my very own podcast mini league. Oh. I was wondering why you did the top 10 this week and not the top 5. <laughs> yeah, I had to get down to 10, James. I had to get down. So I'm right up there and... Uh, Fair play. Oh yeah, and I, I'm not. Like, well look, if you get to the top, then if you get to the top, then we can save ourselves, you know, postage. We can start, you know, I can give you one of these these mugs here at the end of the season. Save us sending out a prize. We could actually save money here. It, With the Bitcoin, we could really start to roll on it now. I told you, know? James, this was our year, 2020. Nothing has gone wrong all year. It's been constant positive success. And uh, it's, you know, the good times are going to keep on rolling for us here in the FBI oh, yeah. let, let nothing change. Let nothing change. Ex- I have one other <laughs> announcement, actually. Okay. Um, but another and house. that is, I just had a look and we haven't done this in a while. And we have a manager of the week. What? We haven't announced. Yeah. So this week, uh, we should announce with a massive score of 86. Like, that's a, like a greedy. I haven't seen it too many people in the 80s. Callum O'Donnell has got 86 points. Now, he was heavy on Leicester. He had Madison, who got like 16 points. Captain Vardy, Justin, Walker, Conza, De Gea, Son, and Bamford. Huge amount of points. A game week rank of 18K overall this week. Just a game week rank. Yeah, he's doing terribly overall. He's like 3.9 million. <laughs> but fair play to you, Callum. You are this week's Manager of the Week. I hope you enjoyed that, lads. And I hope you enjoyed episode 95. There is going to be something special in the works for episode 100. So keep your ears pricked, Seamus. You've got all the nasty details to, to take us home. The not-so-nasty details. Yeah, look... First of all, if you're not already, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, if you're not, you want to see our pretty faces, get onto YouTube.com. Follow the FBL Hangover podcast podcast uh, channel on that. Subscribe and like any videos you watch. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, comment if you have anything positive to say. If not, keep it yourself. Just actually, if you have anything negative to say, get on Twitter. That's where you can say the negative stuff. Um, so at FPL Hangover, I'm at FPL Drunk. If you want to abuse me instead of the pod itself jurors at the fpl hangover you can also go old-fashioned with email which is fplhangover at gmail.com anything i'm omitting jer nope you're all good seamus uh i think we can leave it there folks most importantly though enjoy game week 13 and 14 god bless <laughs> <laughs>